You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. All right, my friends, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being here. I so appreciate having you here, and I am so happy that you are listening to this show. Thank you so much. I honestly appreciate you so, 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 so much. And I love you immensely because here's the deal. Not everybody has the courage to change their life. People who want to show up and kick ass are literally the 1% of people. And that's totally you, my friend, the action takers, the ass kickers, the awesome, cool people that get to do awesome, cool stuff with their life because they spend time learning. So I wanted to give you a huge shout out. I love you. You are my favorite. And I totally see you doing the work. I want to give you that shout out. I see you. Sometimes it can feel like we're just, you know, scraping by, doing the same thing over and over again, not really making any big changes, but it's the small stuff that adds up. Like literally listening to the podcast, getting support, tuning in every single week, coming back, absorbing the knowledge, hanging out with expanders, listening to guest interviews, you know, expanding the way you think. That's the stuff that moves the needle forward. You guys, it's baby steps, right? And you're totally doing it. So I wanted to give you some some huge shout out and some congrats and some kudos because that's exactly what is going to change your life. The tiny baby steps over time. And it's all the little things that you think aren't really doing much. That's actually really strongly contributing to your success. So I wanted to give you a huge shout out for listening to this podcast. I love you. Now, today on the show, we're going to talk about a couple of myths that I see all the time. And as a coach, I get the same questions often and the same themes often, which is why I have two courses, (laughs) Your Best Life, which teaches you how to master your mindset and become who you really are and go do what you really want, starting with the mindset work first, and Your Conscious Empire, which teaches you how to build a business from scratch and make it a legit thing that makes legit money. The same questions I get asked I just turn into courses because here's the deal. We're all the same. All of us humans, we go through the same issues, the same problems, the same upper limits, the same struggles. Today on the show, I want to walk you through a couple of the myths I hear a lot about going for your goals, pushing for your desires, setting large visions, and then having the OMG, what the fuck am I doing feeling. So we're going to address that here on the show today for you. Now, before we get going, I want to give a shout out to the review of the week. So this one is five stars from Mish, 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 Mish. Maybe you're Michelle, maybe you're Mitchell, maybe you're just Mish. Anyways, five stars. I love you. Wonderful, real content. I'm so glad I found Kelly's podcast. The info is so helpful and relatable and the content is amazing. I can relate to it on so many levels. It's definitely a must listen if you're on a journey of personal growth and if you're into entrepreneurship. Thank you so much, Mish, Mish, my dear friend. I so appreciate you. I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. I so appreciate you writing this in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if you want to be the review of the week, all you got to do is go leave a rating and review for the Kelly Track Show over on Apple Podcasts and leave your Instagram handle. And that way you are entered to win the giveaway, which is for both of my courses. Hala, which is really sweet. So go over, leave a rating and review for the show, subscribe. And I'm so stoked to have you here. 
Now, before we jump in, support for this episode comes from my friends at Teachable. So Teachable is an online course creation platform. It's where I host all my online courses. It is a platform I use every single day. I swear to God, I email support once a day, whether that is for one of my platforms, because I'm always creating new things. It is so amazing to have such a beautiful system for my online courses that looks really beautiful. If you've taken any of my classes, you know how good Teachable looks and the support is literally amazing and 24 seven. Anytime I have a question, they figure it out. They send me amazing links. It's so helpful. It's like having somebody hold your hand every single step of the way. If you want to give Teachable a try and if you have some online courses that you are looking to bring to life, use the link in the show notes to sign up. And I'm so excited to see you in the online course community. It's life-changing, I swear to God. And it's bank account changing. So (laughs) yeah, I highly encourage you if you're looking to create something, make an online course, share your knowledge, educate and teach what you know to be true truly transformational. Plus, when you sign up, they have a teachable listener offer just for you guys. So that's totally yours when you sign up. This episode is also sponsored by Podigy. So Podigy is a company that edits podcasts. Thank God they edit my show because you guys, I am really working on hard on outsourcing everything I do in 2019. That's my huge goal. Hire out full team. And I am so grateful and deeply grateful to the Podigy team for making this podcast sound like a million bucks and just take so much work off my plate. If you have a podcast and you are ready to finally have somebody do the editing for you, do the uploading, the backend work, all you have to do is just record and do your thing. Let Podgy support you. So when you sign up with them, just use the link in the show notes and let them know that the Kelly Track Show sent you when you sign up for 50% off your first month of editing. All right, people, that's everything I want to share. And let's get to today's show. All right, let's talk about some of the myths I see pop up all the time in my coaching practice when it comes time for my clients to really go for their goals and get what they really desire in life. The same stuff pops up again and again and again. Like I can almost predict what the client is going to say, (laughs) not because I'm weird or super creepy or like insanely intuitive, but because I just hear it again and again and again. And you know what? Here's the deal. We all experience this. And I know this super well because I have experienced it myself a million times. So right before one of my clients says it, I'm like, yep, been there. hundred percent know what you're going to say. And I totally get it. I was so there with you. So I want to dive into these myths with you today. The very first myth is this one. I'll start when my ducks are in a row. So Here's the newsflash. Your ducks are never going to be in a row. Like, do you know how many times I have wanted everything to be perfectly planned and laid out for me and just have a clear line of action? Yeah, all the time. And that's not real life. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. It's very hard to plan the next five years of your life in great detail because you have to leave some room in your heart for the unimaginable. As Mary Oliver says, that's a beautiful quote, by the way. Leave some room in your heart for the unimaginable. But here's the deal. As humans, we do the exact same thing. We're like, let me plan out all the things. Let me control this as much as I can. This has to do with trust and surrender and letting go and your ability to trust in the divine because there is a lot of uncertainty, right? We don't 
have all the answers and a way in which we like to control as humans and have the upper hand and the perceived power in the situation is by controlling, by planning, by being da, 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 da. I'm going to do this and then this and then this. And if I want all these things to happen, I have to do this and plan that and wait for this to happen and have this much money in the bank and then go time. So perhaps you have a really tight grasp on your vision or your goal and you are grasping it so hard and you are just planning it out to the T. Now there's kind of two types of planning, you know, doing it out of love when you're on your journey and you're like, Hey, I need to build the website. Here are all the action steps I need to take. That's like planning out of love. And then there's planning out of fear being like, I am going to try to control this. I'm going to get this done in two days. I'm going to sit at my desk and pound this out. I'm just going to make sure that everything is fully in place before I pay for my subscription to Squarespace. Like it's the really aggressive and white knuckled type of control when you're really trying to force and grind and do it with a ton of pressure. Do you see what I'm saying? So when you find yourself really grasping tighter and holding on with even more grip, chances are you're not really going to be ultra successful because you're not really working with the universe, right? The universe wants to do half. The universe wants to take the lead. And when we try to have all of our ducks in a row, it makes it very hard for us to take action and go anywhere because we continually try to line things up, make things look perfect, have this sort of quote unquote plan of action. And then we wait for the ducks to line up and they never line up. I swear to God, the ducks never line up in the row. So this is the myth. I will do this big thing when all of these actions happen first. I see this a lot with my entrepreneurial clients who come to me for business coaching and they're like, I'm going to start that blog when I'm done school. I'm going to start once I've established my position at my office and I'm going to start when I'm back from vacation and when I have more time. And you think, that you are planning some sort of grand plan of how you're going to put this together. And you've got your ideas in your head of where the ducks are going to go. So you're like, duck one, you know, my job, it's going to look like this. And my time and my schedule, duck two, it's going to look like this. And you mentally place these ducks in a row. And then you're like, if all this happens, then I'll start. The main issue with this is the fact that the ducks don't like to sit in a row. And it's very hard to organize your life so immensely that everything falls into place before you begin. When I see clients do this, I really recognize it because this was something I used to do. It comes from a place usually of scarcity, lack consciousness, and fear. It's trying to control the situation so that you have the upper hand. This is like the opposite of I'm in the flow. I trust the universe. I love my life. I'm co-creating with the universe. I have faith. This is like white knuckling it with a ton of fear because you're trying to control. You know, in Brene Brown's Daring Greatly, she talks about this one sentence and I underlined it in my book. And I had read this book a couple years ago and I found it the other day. And it just reminded me of how far I've come in my own personal journey. And she wrote, I hate uncertainty. And I underlined that with a big fat blue pen. And I wrote, oh my God, yes. Here's the deal. When we hate uncertainty, we try to remove uncertainty by planning immensely, scheduling, getting out all the colored pencils and highlighters and filling in the calendar, having a super organized Google Cal, iCal, paper agenda on your phone, on your desktop. Everything is just so detailed and so planned. This is a way in which we try to control out of fear because we're really afraid what's going to happen if things are uncertain. 
uncertainty is a mindset piece, right? I want you to go back and listen to the episode I did about navigating risk and uncertainty. I'm going to link it in the show notes. It's really powerful because we try to control out of fear. And when we try to control out of fear, it's very hard to create miracles, very hard to create change. It's very hard to create abundance in our lives because we're coming from a place of scarcity and lack and fear, right? We're so afraid what will happen if we don't have it all planned. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like, oh my God, if I don't plan out my day, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Like it's all going to go to shit. If we are very type A and we come from a background of high planning and a ton of education, we're really taught to like really plan out everything, schedule in your five minute pee break and then go back to your desk and then work until like 5 p.m. And then you have a spin class at 5.15 and then you make dinner at 7.15 and then you watch Netflix at nine. Like it's so to a T, but that's, like I said, not how you really get to where you wanna go because you're really kind of stuck in this one limbo of trying to do all the things. So here's the real talk for you. Your ducks will never be in a row enough for you to get started. They're never going to line up for you. If you have the visual of some baby ducks in your head, baby ducks like to move. When was the last time you saw baby ducks sit still? It's impossible. They're moving. They're shaking. They're like tiny yellow, little yellow fluffs. They have things to do. They're like moving all over. They don't sit down in a row. Like this is the exact same thing with our life. Things move, things shake. We have people in our life. We have friends, family. There's a lot of moving parts. It's impossible to treat them like ducks and be like, you sit down. My friend, Becky, Susie, and your problems, sit down. Oh, my boss, Emily at work. Oh, sit down here and get all these people in your life and your dad to sit down and your mom to sit down and your brother and your sister to sit down in these chairs and have everybody's life totally in order. And then you sit down in a chair and have your life in order and then be like, okay, perfect. Everything is, is perfect. I can begin now. Impossible. It's impossible. Being really honest, you gotta stop doing this. You gotta stop waiting for everything to be perfect before you start because it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to feel 100% secure and 100% steady and like your life is fully taken care of and under control. I don't know about you, but I don't think I ever have a day where I feel like, oh, my life is perfectly in control. Like, no, OMG, there are so much unknowns. There's so many new things. Like, and the same thing goes with your life. We really idolize and have this mental picture of, oh my God, if I have an amazing life, that means everything is perfectly in control. Every single meeting starts and ends on time. I am out by 5.15. I can make it to that spin class. I can be at home, make dinner, watch Netflix right on time, right according to schedule. That never usually happens. So have a reality check with yourself and ask yourself, am I trying to get all the ducks in a row? Am I trying really hard out of fear-based thinking to control and tighten my grip and plan to the nth degree? And am I doing this because I just don't trust, right? Chances are you just don't trust. You don't trust in the divine. You don't trust in the universe. You don't trust in your vision. You don't trust the calling on your life. You don't trust it. So you try to use your human skills of planning and your human mind of just organizing to control the outcome. And that's not exactly how awesome goals are achieved. That's not how miracles flow in. And that's not how the universe co-creates with you. When you enroll in your conscious empire, I have a huge emphasis on how to get the divine and the universe to co-create with you because it's a 50-50 dance. You do half and the universe does half and you're not in it alone and you have to leave some room for the unimaginable and 
space and time. And this is a new way of being. This is a new practice. This is why your conscious empire is so effing different from a lot of business stuff out there because there's this whole other dimension to it, right? Because I was one of those former planners, get all my ducks in the row, wait for X and Y and Z, and then I'll start. That's not how we do it when we are trusting in a bigger thing and when we have a specific life calling and when there is other forces at play. If you are feeling like you're kind of stuck and you're trying to do everything by having your ducks in a row, that might be a place for you to start is with with your conscious empire to check out that and see the other way of living and being more in the flow and being more in alignment with the universe. Kind of working with that energy because let me tell you, it's very different. So I want to talk about myth number two. I will start when I feel ready. This is another thing. You're never going to feel ready. You're never going to feel ready. You're never going to feel ready to become an entrepreneur. You're never going to feel ready to become a new mom. You're never going to feel ready to become mayor of your town. You're never going to feel ready. This is another myth that holds a lot of people back. They're like, I'll do it when I feel ready. I see a lot with business coaching clients. I'll start when I feel ready. I'll go full-time when I feel ready. I'll get this off the ground when I feel like the time is right and when it feels good. Mm, It never feels good and you're never going to feel ready. The very first time I started a business, I don't think... It was kind of like throwing darts at the wall and seeing what stuck and what went where. It was like, hmm, I'm going to give this entrepreneurial thing a try because YOLO. (laughs) And... It wasn't because I had a ton of experience. Like this was my very first business, right? This is business one out of four because this is my fourth business. And it was just like, okay, let's just see what happens. All I had was business school experience and an idea. And I don't know, I was like 20, maybe 21. It was just me trying, right? This is another piece where I see a lot of people screw up. They're like, I will start when I'm ready. So I'll just start in 10 years. I used to do this a ton because I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had a plan in my 10-year vision that in 10 years, I was going to start my own marketing firm. I was like, okay, I'll just do that. 10 years away, that's enough time to get experience. I believe that this is a self-limiting belief when we don't think we're ready, when we don't have the skills right now. Now, caveat, maybe there are some things you do need skills for. Say you're trying to build PayPal, right? You're on the very early days of being a PayPal founder. One of you has to be a technical founder and has to be able to code the website, right? Right. You got to have some skills in place to do the thing. But here's the deal. A lot of people, they look at their goal and they're like, okay, I'll be ready in 10 years or five years. But here's the deal. What if you are ready now? What if you're just bullshitting yourself? What if you're just lying to yourself? What if you're just scared at the end of the day. And so you put it out there in the distant future. My dear friend, don't do that. I bet you a hundred bucks that you're ready right now. Honestly, I bet that you could do it right now. Cause why not? What if you just did it now? Seriously. I had this whole opinion on entrepreneurship through, you know, business school and traditional life, quote unquote, traditional life that if I wanted to start a business, I would need 10 years of experience before I opened up my own shop. Right. At the time I was planning this goal setting thing and my vision for my marketing firm or whatever kind of boutique firm I would have. And it was literally me in business school thinking, I need 10 years of experience before I teach anybody how to do it. And it was just sort of ingrained. And this is what society does. It tells you, you need a lot of experience to start. That's not true. If you actually look at my resume, I have never had a full-time job. 
Never. After business school, I became an entrepreneur. What really expanded me and opened my eyes was being in Silicon Valley, right? So when I lived there, I realized, wait a second, there are a lot of kids younger than me who just gave themselves the permission to start a lot earlier. And I kid you not, there's kids that are like 19 and they've already sold their tech company and they bought a really nice home in the marina in SF. And you're like, uh, this person did not say, I need 10 years of experience to start. They're like, Hey, what if I figured it out now? So I encourage you to look at your goals through that perspective. Hey, what if I just figured it out now? What could I get away with? What if I just started now? What if I just did this as an experiment to see what I could create? And lo and behold, that's exactly how I started with my first business. Let me just see if I can try. Why not? Worst case scenario, you do it next year or you do it in 10 years if you absolutely need 10 years of time. But I really do teach this in a lot of my work and in my courses that if you think you need more time, it's usually a self-limiting belief and it's a mindset block that's holding you back. It's not truth. It's not the truth by any means. It's just something that needs a little bit of shifting in the way you think to overcome it. So something that happens when we work work together and when you are a coaching client is like, if you tell me you want to do something, I'm going to help you figure out how to do it now. This is not like, let's do it in five years or like, let's do it in 10. It's like, no, I see you. I recognize your gifts. I see your potential. I see your skills and I believe in you. And we're going to start now. I encourage you to just start now. You're never going to feel ready. It's impossible. You're never going to feel like you're good enough or finally smart enough or finally ready enough. It's all a myth. It's all a myth. One of the most fascinating things I had read recently was about people who took action it's not like they had a lack of fear, like they had a ton of fear. So I read this really interesting piece. I read this book about the Apple experience and how Apple works, what it looks like for customer experience and service. And it was so fascinating. It was such an interesting read. And they were talking about how Steve Jobs actually had a ton of fear. It's not like he did all these things without fear. The opposite of fear is actually courage. And that despite having all this fear, he just took action anyways. And I think that is so beautiful because sometimes we look at people and we think these people are just different from us. Maybe you look at your favorite podcasters or your favorite idols or role models and you think, oh, I couldn't do that for whatever reason. I'm not like her. I'm not like him. I can't do it like that person. I'm not good enough like them. These are all mindset blocks and stuff I help you clear up when you enroll in either one of my courses. But what I want to say is that these people have a lot of fear too. They just have tools to fix it, right? They have tools and strategies around how to handle it. And then they just have courage and take action. That's it. It's not like these people are a different species than you. It's not like these people are a different breed. We are all humans. They just, they feel the fear too. Like you guys, I'm scared all the time when I'm pushing past my comfort zone. It always feels annoying and gross and like, oh, I don't want to do this. And I want to drag my feet, but I have tools around it. Right. And I navigate it. And I've done it so many times that the process is habitual and automatic. People who are really successful, they feel the fear just as much as you. They just have courage and take action. And that's usually the piece that's missing for a lot of people is that courage to take action despite the fear. So when you feel like you're not ready, know that everybody else on planet earth also does not feel ready. You know, maybe you're teaching your very first yoga class that's paid and you're finished your yoga teacher training and this is your very first class. Every single person who has done this 
before you has also felt afraid and has felt not ready and has felt like they've had not enough time. Every single person who opens up an ice cream shop for the very first time is like, what if nobody comes to buy my ice cream? What am I going to do on the days when it rains? (laughs) Everybody else who has the ice cream store feels the exact same way as you. It's common. So what you do is taking that fear and having courage as well, right? Because the fear is universal and the feeling unready is also universal. It's all about taking that action and that next step and having courage to get out of it. This brings me to myth number three, that it's going to feel good. Some people have this idea of like going for your goals feels really good. It's like the best thing in the world. Okay. Here's the deal. So it feels both simultaneously good and bad. It usually feels like a lot of up-leveling and up-leveling is rough. Okay. So I did this episode when I talked about no BS, like all the real talk on what it takes to go to the next level. I'm going to link that episode in the show notes and what it literally feels like, how hard it can be, how emotionally exhausting it can be. And usually you're going to experience a lot of breakdowns. Like you guys, one of the things with this show, I always try to just tell it to you straight because here's the deal. I just wish I had somebody in my life that would just tell me these things, these like life facts, just tell me them to me and just be honest and real about the process. Because in the world of Instagram, it looks like going for your dreams looks beautiful and like all these professional photographers follow you around all the time and you're going to exotic locations and somehow there's a photographer there with with a camera and you have perfect hair and really white teeth. And when I go on Instagram, that's exactly what I see. It looks like all these awesome people getting their goals, living these beautiful, extravagant lives, having like perfect manicures. And I sit there on my couch in my slippers with my mug of coffee and no makeup on my face and my hair is in a bun. And I'm thinking, um okay, that's like not my reality right now. And okay, (laughs) Instagram does it to us. Social media does it to us. The media does it to us. It it can feel like going for your dreams and living your dream life looks really seamless and easy all the time and beautiful. And like everything is a perfect photograph. It's usually a lot of uncomfortable feelings. (laughs) Oh man, I'm laughing because I am thinking about my most recent breakdown. Here's the deal. I still have breakdowns all the time. Part of running this company means that I am constantly doing the personal growth and the development and transcending to the next level. It was about a month ago. Yeah, I'd say about a month ago. And I was two blocks away from my apartment. And there I was with Chris having a full-blown crying meltdown, like the one where the snot is coming out of your nose in the middle of the street. And people, it's like, One of those wailing cries where the people who are walking past you, they walk past you and then they turn around and look at you to see if you're okay. And they think something's like really wrong. And these people were looking at me and I knew that and I was just crying anyways. And I was letting it all hang loose on the sidewalk street because, you know, when you're going for your goals, you hit these moments of like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Why is this so hard? I don't know the answer. I am so lost. This is very difficult. How come I can't find the right answer on Google? Why is my, you know, my business so slow right now? How come I don't have enough Instagram followers? Why are things not taking off faster? How come I can't find the right person for this team? Like, how come this problem is so hard to solve? When you're really chasing for your dreams, all of these problematic questions come up and this is normal. This is the part where nobody talks about this. Oh my God. Nobody talks about the realities of going for your goals and how much it is 
just scaring the living crap out of yourself every single day and the uncomfortableness of doing that on a consistent basis. This is the truth. When you are pursuing your goals, it does not feel good. If you're expecting the journey to feel easy and breezy and like you're laying on the beach in Hawaii, that is not exactly what happens. It's not always like that. So the second you come up against something that's difficult or challenging or hard, usually our automatic response is, oh my God, what the hell? It's hard. I want to quit. This happens again and again and again. We rub up against these times that are immensely difficult and we fall to our knees and we're like, oh my God, rock bottom. And you're like, oh God, here we go again. And this is a part of it. This is one of the myths I see all the time that it's supposed to feel good and look good and seem like everything's perfect all the time. I've had so many nights where I've had total rock bottoms and just cried. Like I have a cry probably once a quarter, at least like a serious cry. I used to cry all the time in the beginning of my business. I was talking with a friend the other day, shout out to Georgia. And we were having coffee at one of my favorite places in Vancouver. And I remember reading this poster in business school. It was these people who had a startup and this guy on the poster said, there's a lot of crying in startups. And I remember reading that in like my fourth year of business school thinking, uh, okay, like that guy must be running his business wrong. Like that seems weird. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was like the stupidest poster ever. And um, he was like talking on a panel and that's like the one quote they picked. And now as an entrepreneur, I get it. When you're pursuing your goals, there is a lot of crying, okay? Especially when you're picking a really big, huge, challenging goal. Do you know what I mean? If you're picking goals where you're not really having a lot of breakdowns, chances are the goal is too easy for you, right? And it's too simple and it's something you already know and you're not really pushing yourself hard enough and you're not really transpiring a great deal of change. It's usually the stuff that really freaks you out and pushes you out of your comfort zone that causes these immense breakdowns and tears and crying and like, OMG, bawling in the street with the snot down your face. That's real life. So every time we expect that going for our goals is going to feel like an Instagram photo, just know that that person has probably cried many, many times on the floor over the difficulties of pursuing their their purpose at that level, because that's, that's the reality of it. Sometimes I think about what I would say to people who don't understand what the entrepreneurial journey is like. I work with a lot of clients that's, that have the same thing where you're pursuing something really big and not a lot of people around you get it. They're not really on the same level as you. Maybe they have traditional jobs. They don't really see the world like you. They're not on the self-development journey. And you always are trying to you know, redefine what's possible for your life and push past the comfort zone and go to the next level and put down more money for that course or that coach or that program. And you're continually up-leveling and going through your comfort zone. This is a very different way of living because normal people, regular people just don't do this, right? They don't listen to self-help. They don't try to fix their life. They don't try to go out of their comfort zone. And sometimes it can be really hard to have conversations with people who quote unquote, don't get it. Do you know what I'm saying? People in your life that are really stagnant and stuck, they have the same job, they hate their life, they don't do anything about it. And then they don't really understand what the hell you're doing and why you make yourself so uncomfortable and why you go to like seminars where you have to jump up and down and like hug the people next to you. They're like, what the hell are you smoking? (laughs) It can be so hard to have conversations with these, with these regular folk. And I totally get it if you're there because 
you are picking the harder path. And I want you to know that you are picking the more rewarding, but harder path as you pursue your self-development journey. And as you change your life and as you do different things, because if being successful was easy, everybody would be successful. If being a millionaire was really easy, everybody would be a millionaire. If everybody could do it, everybody would. And this is really the reason why a lot of people don't is because going for your goals quite often sucks and like sucks big time and comes with a lot of hard questions, hard problems to solve, and a lot of showing up on the days when you don't want to do it. Showing up on the days when you have five subscribers, 10 people looking at your Instagram, and maybe nobody buying your things. It's continually showing up when it's hard. Side note here, of course, I am for building an easy business and staying in your zone of genius and doing what you're good at and flowing with the universe. 100%. That's a lot of what I talk about in your conscious empire when you enroll, but I don't lie and I don't beat around the bush. And going past your comfort zone and doing bigger, more exciting things with your life takes courage and guts. And it is freaking hard a lot of the times. Seriously. So I want to be so honest and transparent with you that if it feels hard, chances are you're doing something right. You're doing the right thing. You're going for the bigger goal. You are really pushing past and going to that next level because if it was easy, like I said, everybody would do it. And that's why you are going to be successful is because you know that this friction means that it's working. Isn't that just such a fascinating idea that the idea that when it gets really challenging and when it gets really hard, you know that it's working. The process is working. You are expanding. You're going past your comfort zone. You're really showing up and you're playing at a new level. I want you to know that the myth of it being good and comfy and cozy all the time is so not true. So not true. So I want to just be super real and honest with you about that. Hey friends, it's me. I just wanted to swing by really quickly in the middle of this juicy episode and answer the one question that I get asked every single day. And it's this, how exactly did you build a profitable and successful business out of doing what you love? Let me show you how. I earn a full-time income doing what I adore. And you know what? I used to look at people online and wonder how the heck are they doing it? Now I'm taking my skills and my years of expertise and I'm translating it and teaching it right back to you for free. I'm welcoming you to my six day online free course called how to start your online empire. If you have ever dreamed of starting a business or you already have one and you want to elevate it, this class is totally for you. It teaches you how to really program your mindset for success, first and foremost. You're going to overcome that self-doubt. You're finally going to believe that you're really ready to start and you are going to elevate your self-worth. Plus, we talk about the nitty-gritty details of what it really looks like to have one of those beautiful and thriving online businesses. From the marketing, to the sales, to the products, to the pricing, to how to make it all work, I teach you for free in this course. So all you got to do is trust that divine calling on your life, say yes, and enroll. So to snag my top tier strategies and get a little bit of supportive, loving business coaching from me, go to kellytrack.com slash empire, and you'll get instant access to this free course. That's kellytrack.com slash empire to get in on all my secrets. All right, people back to the show. Okay. Let's talk about myth four, that it's going to happen really fast. 
Let me talk to you about a time when I set a really big goal. Now, I set lots of big goals, but here, here was one. When I first wrote my first ebook, I made a note for two years away, which was going to be this Christmas, that I was going to sell a million copies of my book within the first two years. Because I just thought it was going to take off like wildfire. And I thought I would get on the Oprah show. And I thought that I would get picked up by Dr. Oz. And lo and behold, none of that happened. The myth that we have around goals is that it's going to happen fast. That we're going to get rich quick. That it's all going to come together really soon. OMG, I cannot stress this enough. Stuff takes time. Holy shit, things take time. T-I-M-E, like and a lot of it. Nothing is instant. Nothing happens overnight. There is no such thing as being an overnight success. There is literally no circumstances where you're going to wake up and there's going to be $100,000 in your bank account from sales from the product you like just launched from the company you just started two weeks ago. Like very, very rare. Maybe unless you're like Elon Musk and you have this huge history of success and you have a lot of friends that are ready to like invest or support with you. Like Usually when we're starting out with nothing by ourselves, testing our ideas, truckling along, it takes time. So this is a huge myth I see a lot. And something I also don't want to bullshit with you because things take time. Like there is no solution to making things go faster. The only two solutions I have for you is learn from somebody who's gone before you that helps you shorten the time period, right? So that looks like hiring a coach that you know is a kick-ass coach. That looks like enrolling in a course or a program that's going to give you the information so that you stop, you know, spending hours on Google looking at stuff. And those are the only two ways to shorten the time period, right? Getting specific coaching and specific advice and enrolling in specific courses that you know are going to really help move the needle forward. Otherwise, it just takes time. So I'm almost at the two-year mark in my business and a lot of people are just tuning in for the first time now, or they're coming new and they're like new to the Instagram or new to my products, or they're on my website for the first time. And everything is very set up. Like from a third party appearance, my business looks very fleshed out. And you know what? That's because I have been working at it consistently every freaking single day for the last two years. Stuff happens when you show up, but it's not going to look instant right at the start. It's not all going to happen immediately right at the get-go. And the absolute hardest part for going for your goals is the daily grind. It's showing up every single day when you see no signs of success. This is by far the hardest part out of everything because you are pittering away towards your goal and nothing is changing. The Instagram followers aren't changing. Maybe your YouTube subscribers aren't really changing. The views on your YouTube episodes aren't changing, but you're still working away again and again and again. This is the hardest part. I listened to this amazing episode. I referenced this before, but Dr. Jeff Spencer has a book called The Goal Achievement Roadmap. And he did an episode on the Melissa Ambrosini show. I'll link it out in the show notes. And he talks about this. He talks about how, you know, what the process actually looks like towards achieving your goals. And he was talking about the daily grind. Because here's the deal. I don't like the word grind. I don't really like hustling and grinding. And I don't really believe in that. I believe more in flow and ease and working with the universe and all that kind of good stuff. But he has this this phrase and this comes from him. So I want to give him proper credit. And he says, it's the daily grind. It's showing up again and again and again when you have no signs of success. So he works with a lot of like Olympic athletes. And this is like when you're just doing laps in the pool again, 
and again and again. And you've done laps in the pool, the same laps, the same sequences, the same things for you know a year in and out straight. The strokes don't get that different. You just keep practicing them again and again and again. And it's that time period when you're not on the podium and you're not at the Olympics and you're not in a race. It's the time you spend in the pool by yourself practicing your strokes when nobody's watching, when no cameras are on you, and when there are no big flashing lights. It's the daily grind. It's showing up when there is nothing. This is the hardest part of getting your goals, is the continual showing up when there is nobody to see it. Oh my God, this part is so hard. And it kind of makes me choke up because, oh my God, I remember how hard it was for me when I was starting out on kellytrack.com to show up on the days when I know only five people listen to the show. And one of those people was me because I listen and I wait for the podcast to come on iTunes to see if it syndicates. I don't listen to it again because I've heard myself talk a million times. <laughs> so I knew I was making this show, spending all these hours. And at the beginning, starting a podcast takes time because you don't know what you're doing and it takes forever to edit. And there's so much back end work and it's a huge learning curve, which is why I say like, got to be fucking serious if you want to start a podcast because it's so much more work than you think. But I was doing this whole show for four people and it was just like, well, hello, four people. This is me. This is my show. And showing up again and again and again until the subscribers changed from four to five, to six, to seven, to eight, to nine, to 10, when you're really dealing with the tiniest of all audiences. And when nobody's really looking at you, nobody's really watching you, you're not getting featured in cool magazines, Oprah's not reaching out to you, your friends probably don't really know about what you're doing. It's just you showing up by yourself and nothing looks like it's happening. This is the reality of pursuing your goals. This is what the everyday looks like. And this is the hardest part is getting through this phase. It has taken me a long time to get out of that phase. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know, like I said, I'm at the two-year mark and I've been showing up extremely consistently. This podcast is over a year old. We're almost at a hundred episodes and it's just showing up again and again and again. And that's really the secret is showing up when nobody's watching, when nobody's looking and doing it anyways, and having the courage in your heart to keep going. This is what takes the most courage is the dedication and the willingness to continue to show up, especially when you have no signs of success and nobody is buying your stuff or nobody is interested in your beeswax candles and nobody's following you on Pinterest is showing up anyways and doing that every single day. It's the exact same thing as doing those strokes and those laps in the pool when nobody's watching you and there are no eyes on you. Nobody's cheering you on. Nobody is screaming your names in the stands. Nobody has a giant foam finger with your name on it. You wearing your swimming cap in that pool, doing backstroke again and again and again and again. If you can get through the daily grind, you can achieve your goal, but it's the willingness to stay the course when there are no signs of success. And that's exactly what counts. So the big myth is that it's going to happen really fast and that it's all going to happen super quickly and that you're going to get rich and get famous and you know get a TV show and Netflix is going to reach out to you and everything's going to happen so fast. No. <laughs> 
It doesn't work like that. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that we just don't see. You know, they always say this, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success because there's usually about 10 years of backend work before somebody really gets on all the big podcasts and you see their name everywhere and they get big interviews and people really reach out to them. And all of a sudden it's like they're everywhere. They've probably put in 10 years of work that you haven't seen. There is always a lot of backend work for the people that you look up to, the fellow podcasters that you enjoy, you know, the role models of yours, they have been doing this for a long time. So as you guys know, my favorite idol and my favorite personal hero is Jen Sincero. Did you know that before she wrote You Are Venice, she had two books already? She had two, Straight Girl's Guide to Sleeping with Chicks and Don't Sleep with Your Drummer. And these two books, sure, they made her a published author, but Nothing big happened until You're a Badass came out, right? A lot of people think that Jen Sincero kind of came out of nowhere. She has been working on this for years. She's 53. I just checked on Google and people don't realize how many years of backend work go into being a huge success, to having a New York Times number one bestselling book, to making a million dollars. So much backend work. She's 53 now. Okay. And she talks a lot about how she didn't really get her shit together until she was 40. She didn't really get out of that broke, starving artist, freelancer life until she was in her forties. And I always read that in her books and it makes me just, you know, remember the fact that things take time. We live in a world where we want things instantaneously. We want it now. And I call this Amazon priming your dreams. When you want your dreams to show up via Amazon prime and you're like, Hey, can you get here in like one hour, please? Can I get express delivery at the latest? You're willing to wait one week. We want things now. When we refresh our Instagram, we want to see hearts now. We want sales in our email right now. We want clients lining up at the door right now. And you know what? Our dreams take time. There is an incubation period and there is a weeding out period. So when I went to business school, I went to the University of British Columbia's Sutter School of Business, which is very competitive. Even though Canadian schools don't really make the mark, they're they're very good, but it's not like a Harvard. Everybody knows the US schools by heart and Canadian schools, nobody knows. Anyways, this business school is very intense. It has a 6% acceptance rate. And now you have to interview to get in because they only want the best of the best. And here's the deal. In your first year, they intentionally make it very hard. And in the second year, they make it hard to weed people out who are not cut for the business school. And I remember learning this and thinking, why are they trying to like eliminate us? Like, and I remember having a really hard time, you guys. My first and second year grades were so bad. And I remember having to go into admissions and they're like, you need to pull up your socks if you want to stay in. Otherwise, we're going to recommend that you transfer for out and apply for the College of Arts and then try to get back into business the following year. And I was thinking, why are they trying to weed us all out? And I didn't really get it. The same thing kind of happens with goals. There is this weeding out period where the universe wants to know if you're freaking serious or not. And a lot of people do get weeded out. People stop, they quit because it gets hard. They give up, they give up hope. They stop doing it. It's just like throwing in the towel. Like, yeah, business hard. First year is hard, you know, difficult. And I'm just going to leave. I'm going to quit. They obviously want the cream of the crop, right? They want the best students to be graduating. Because if you think about it, business school, they want high performers to get awesome jobs because that's what makes them look successful, right? They want only the best of the best. And the same thing kind of goes with goals and dreams. 
you got to get through the difficult weeding out phase. You got to make it through by just showing up and staying the course and to continually try. This is not about giving up because it's become difficult. It's about showing up anyways. And if you can make it through the daily grind, you can make it through. I promise. I promise. But it's the ability to make it through the daily grind. And like I said, to shorten this time frame and to get your goals sooner, there's really only two ways to tighten up that time period. Number one is by hiring a coach and following the guidance of somebody who is farther along than you. And it just can tell you do this and this and this and this, and then you're good to go. AKA like what happens when you hire me or you hire somebody else. And B is by taking a program or a course that's saying the exact same thing, do A, B, C, and D. And then this is the strategy. I've done it a million times. And then you go for it. AKA like enrolling in your conscious empire. Those are the only two ways I know how to shorten that time frame. So if you're listening and you're thinking, my God, why is it taking so long? Well, that's a part of life. Great things take time. Nothing happens overnight. Nobody made a million dollars overnight from their first try. I just want you to know that this is the truth and this is the reality. And I try so hard not to paint the picture of like instant success, get rich quick. Like, no, OMG, if I can tell you anything, it's taken me two years of showing up every single day, full-time, because I work on this full-time, just showing up when nobody watched, nobody listened, nobody hired me, nobody cared to where it is now, where I know I'm going to make money and I have a steady income coming in and I pay myself a legit salary and the business is financially viable and successful. It's taken me two years to get here. Two years, right? Because I know that things take time and I swear to God, 80% of it is staying the course when you want to quit. It's like you're training for a marathon. It's the exact same thing. It's showing up to do your practice runs when you're like, ugh, but it's raining. And it's showing up to do your practice runs when you're like, ugh, I could be at brunch with my friends. And you're showing up to do those practice runs when you're like, ugh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do the foam roller after this. I just want to take the day off. Because once you start to take a couple of days off, you take more and then it turns into a week and then it looks like two weeks since your last run and then three weeks. And then all of a sudden you're not showing up on race day. Exact same thing happens with your goals. It's all about that consistent showing up every single day when nothing's happening. And that's the daily grind. So if you can make it through the daily grind, you can get there. Hey there, it's me. I just want to interrupt this amazing episode and remind you that there is a sweet giveaway going on. All you got to do is scroll over on your Apple Podcasts app, click the Kelly Track Show, scroll down to write a review and leave your rave review and Instagram handle so I can find you. And then you will be entered to win both Your Best Life and Your Conscious Empire, which are my two top-notch courses. So when you're done enjoying this episode, be sure to go leave a rating and review and the universe will so give you a cosmic wink and some good karma will flow your way today. And if you need a visual of what I'm talking about, just go to kellytrack.com slash giveaway and it's totally right there for you. All right, peeps, back to the show. Okay, so the fifth myth is this, that you can figure it out all by yourself. This is an interesting one. (laughs) So I call this, I'm all alone on I'm all alone Island. When you're like, nope, I've got it. Nope. I don't need any help. Nope. I can figure this out. Nope. If I go on enough Google searches, I will figure it out. I'll watch enough YouTube videos and I'll find the answer. Nope. I don't need any help. Not me. You can help somebody else. 
Thinking that you don't need help is the fastest way to shoot yourself in the foot, honestly. If you want to get there quicker, like I said, you get help from people who have gone before you. This episode, I know I referenced it before, but this Dr. Jeff Spencer episode on Melissa Ambrosini's show and his book, The Goal Achievement Robot, he said this one thing that blew me away. He was like, if you try to figure it out on your own, it will take you 20 years to get to that level of success. And he said, if you have the right counsel and guidance, you can do it in two years. Holy freaking cow. 18 years. That's an 18 year gap. And that's the difference when you get help and when you don't get help. OMG, OMG. You know, and I'm going to just echo this. If I had gotten help sooner, I would have been making way more money by now because there was a lot of times when I didn't know what I was doing, despite the fact that I went to business school, despite my Silicon Valley background, despite all my skills that I had that were excellent and well-suited for business and entrepreneurship, I still struggled in the beginning. And it took me a while to figure it out because I was just learning all by myself. I would listen to podcasts. I would read books. I would find different strategies online and implement them. But I didn't ever say hey, I need to hire a coach. Tell me what exactly I should be doing. Or I'd never bought into like a specific program where it was like, this is exactly how you do your business. A, B, C, D, go. I just spent a million years Googling shit and it took me way longer to get stuff off the ground. A big myth I see a lot of people, you know, believing is that they can do it by themselves, that they'll just figure it out that they are resourceful and they'll find the answers. And yes, that's awesome. It's awesome to be resourceful and to be scrappy and strategic and save money and go figure out how to do it from a YouTube video. 100% you can teach yourself if you go through YouTube. But if you spend money, you can get back more time. I read this really interesting article. My friend Maria, shout out to Maria, sent me this article when I was living in uh, San Francisco. I have no idea where the article is, so I can't link it out in the show notes. And it was about why founders who come from money in Silicon Valley do a lot better with their startups and why people from lower socioeconomic backgrounds have a harder time. And I remember reading this thinking, this is stupid and unfair and not true. And they were talking about how people who have money use their money to get more time. They're willing to pay extra for the cabs to get them there sooner. They're willing to invest in the software that's going to help them make it happen faster. They're willing to pay more to get that one coach and their advice to help get their answers sooner. And I thought that was so fascinating where people who had really scraped together money and maybe didn't come from a lot of money, they would just use their time. And that was their biggest resource. So instead of exchanging money, they'd be like, I'll just YouTube it. I'll just Google it. I'll just figure it out. I'll code this myself. I won't hire a developer. And therefore there was this gap in how far they could get, right? Money is a big thing that moves the needle forward. And this was something I had a hard time doing because I had such a bad money mindset. I'll link an episode when I talked about my money blocks and how I overcame my money blocks. But when I started my business, I had the biggest lack consciousness, scarcity mentality, and I was so afraid of starting um, a business and spending money, right? Because I was playing with my own money, right? This is not like some investor gave me a hundred thousand dollars. It was like, well, okay, this is my own money and let's see how far I can take it. And when you're following the strategies I teach you in your conscious empire, I teach you how to be strategic and scrappy and not spend a lot of money and validate your ideas first before you invest in products and services and all that stuff. But it comes down to this. It's the ability to pull out the credit card and pay for help, to 
pay and use money to get more time. This took me a long time to figure out. And once I realized that I could get more time by using money, it's like it all clicked. And this one article that my friend Maria sent me was so eye-opening because I was doing it wrong. I was that founder who was Googling stuff. You know, there was times I'm like, oh, I should just learn how to code. I cannot code for the life of me. It's very hard. Sure, I could figure it out, but it's not my zone of genius. I was trying to build stuff by myself, create things by myself, do market research by myself. It's sort of one of those things where you have to train yourself and work on your money story, your money mindset, all that good stuff to be at that point where you're like, you know what? I'm just going to give money in exchange for more time back because time is the currency that's super valuable, right? You can make more money, but you can't get more time. Took me a long time to figure this out long time. So I really encourage you as you pursue your goals to figure out where can I use the credit card? Where can I spend money to get more time? How can I make my life easier as I go along this journey? Where am I pretending like I can just go Google all the things when I could just get some help and some specific advice and make this happen a lot faster? This is a myth I see a lot of people doing is just believing they can do it all by themselves. And Yeah, you can get there. But like Dr. Jeff Spencer said, it's going to take you 20 years. You can solve all the things by yourself. It'll take you 20 years. You will get there. But if you spend the money, get the proper coaching, get the proper advice and use that credit card and really, you know, work on that money mindset of yours, you can get there in two years. So this has been an absolutely huge learning lesson for me over the last two years of pursuing my dreams and something I wanted to relay on to you today, because if I had that piece of advice sooner, like I said, I'd be richer by now. (laughs) (laughs) and um, I'm not because I screwed up big time and I would just try to Google all the things by myself. All right, my friends, and there you have it. That is the show for you today. I just wanted to say thank you so much again for tuning in, for listening, for being here. I so love you. I so appreciate you, and if one of your goals this upcoming year is to start a business and get something off the ground, I would love to support you with that free six-day video training called How to Start Your Online Empire. It gives you the tools to actually get going and do it right now because you guys, you know, I'm an advocate of just starting right now and starting with what you have. So all you have to do is just go to kellytrack.com slash empire to get access. The link is in the show notes and I'm so excited to see you there. So peeps, thank you so much again for listening, for always coming back. I love seeing you every single week and I'm going to catch you back here soon. All right, my friends. Adios. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.